Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for listening to the show that celebrates creating and stories and celebrating our imaginations as we try to tune them and get in shape for what's coming next. I'm really excited about today's show. And if you look out the window, you can see we've returned to the season of winter white 15 inches, maybe 19.25, according to Bob, because we believe Bob has 15 inches or 19.25 inches of snow from this storm. And it's only February. And yes, it's still winter. And yes, we live in Minnesota. So this is the way of our world. Lived experience tells me this is what happens and what's supposed to happen. Yet I keep thinking spring is right around the corner. Haven't we endured the season enough? Aren't we ready for spring? And it also seems particularly unfair this week as the kids had Monday off for President's Day and now we've had two unplanned snow days off from school. Three days in one week. You can tell where my mind is this week. And there's certainly been a lot less quiet at my house, so I'm ready for things to return. It's a little bit cold and that springtime I'd been dreaming about what we might do for spring break and budding trees and sunshine and sidewalks that aren't icy. This big snowstorm feels a little bit like a wallop to the spirit. And, I, you know, I wonder how it is that I keep thinking, gosh, uh, why isn't winter, is was winter going to be this long or this cold or this snowy as it has in past years? We think this one will be different. I've certainly lived many seasons of winter, and it's the same pattern. We Minnesotans are great at enduring, and I think we're also great at being hopeful. We've returned to the season of winter white. Another round, just a few more weeks, we'll get through this winter. And that's the wonder of the human spirit. We persevere and the spirit amazes. And maybe because our world has these patterns, that's why we need art to shake us loose from the everyday and help us maintain our hope and shared spirit. Art amazes us because we see the unexpected, our connection to others, and all the colors of the world. And I definitely could use more color in my world right now. 
and I have the perfect solution for you where there is an abundance of joy and creativity in all kinds of lines and the entire spectrum of color ready to be soaked in and to lift the spirit. Today on Arts Any Radio, I welcome Kate Woodstrup and fellow Northfield School art teachers to celebrate the all-school art show at the Northfield Arts Guild Gallery. You can get information at northfieldartsguild.org, look in the gallery section, and I want to let you know about the Imagination Celebration that is happening Saturday, February 25th. 2023 from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That is a day of free family fun at the Northfield Arts Guild building on Division Street, including gallery tours of student work, art teacher visits, a variety of art projects, activities, games, and refreshments. Come when you can and leave when you must. Join the celebration of creativity in our community and let your imagination soar. It's going to be a wonderful show. And to give us a preview of that, we are welcoming on Artsany Radio, Kate Woodstrup, Bridgewater Elementary, Molly Ott from Northfield Middle School, Chris Riazzi from the Northfield Area Learning Center, and Christian Blank from Northfield High School. We sat down a little while ago to have a great conversation, and I can't wait to share that with you. And so let's listen and learn from the some of the incredible art teachers in the Northfield community. And welcome to Arts Any Radio. It's such a thrill to have all of you here. I want to just launch our, our conversation by asking you each to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your role as an art teacher, and if you have anything you want to share about your art world or what you, um, how, if you practice art, anything that you do. I'd love to hear it. Let's start with Kate. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Kate Woodstrup, and I am the art teacher at Bridgewater Elementary School. And I've been there for 14 years. Um, we have about 580 young artists at Bridgewater. And we are so thankful that we are able to come and talk with Paula today on Art Zany and um, get the message out about our all-school art show. And you do some art, don't you? Your own art. Tell us a little bit I about your practice. Do. So most people in town know me from the Artists on Main Street project where I painted the stairs at the library. Which right. I have to say thank you because every time I look out the window, I get to look at them and see. And it's such a bright, colorful you know, addition to our community. So thank you for being oh, a part of that. It was wonderful. And I got to work with Kathy Larson Ness on that project. I also do uh, watercolors and ceramics. Those are my two main mediums. Um, and I originally came to Northfield to study at St. Olaf. So <laughs> I've been here for quite a while now, and it, it's home for me. Well, it's such a pleasure to have you, and thank you for coordinating this whole day. It's been so exciting to have so many of the teachers together. This is a, an opportu a rare opportunity. Yes. Thank so you, Paula. You're thank welcome. You so much. Let's keep going around the room. My name is Molly Adi, and I teach middle school art at Northfield Middle School. Um, we have, for sixth graders, art is a required class, and then for seventh and eighth, it's elective. So about half my day is spent with sixth graders, and then the other half, I teach the elective eighth grade class. And so you have a range of students, and yes. uh, how long have you been teaching at the middle this school? This is my fourth year teaching at the middle school. Wow. Yep. Well, it's I uh, applaud you for... Hanging out with middle schoolers. I love them. I love them. They're great. <laughs> it is fun. It's, it's an amazing thing. So thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. Yes, thank you. Let's keep going around the room. 
Hi, I'm Chris Riazzi. I work at the Northfield Area Learning Center. Um, I've been there for nine years now. And um, yeah, I, one of the things I love about being an art teacher is that it does, uh, you know, make me keep up with my artwork as well. And some of my favorite projects are ones that I'm actually, you know, collaborate with students on and make together with them. And then one of my uh, students has come back and asked that I help design a tattoo for them. So <laughs> that's, that's that's another great. one I'm working on in my free time. So folks that don't know the um, Area Learning Center, tell me about the students that are in that school. So it's an alternative high school setting. Um, we have student, you know, and it, so there's many, many different reasons a student might come to the ALC. It could just be anxiety that they don't feel comfortable in the large class sizes at the high school. Uh, once in a while, there might be, you know, pregnancy mm-hmm. um, and, you know, uh, many different reasons we have students come to the ALC. And uh, and are they all high school age? Um, yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, they start around freshman age. Well, I start as freshman and then we do help some se- super seniors graduate as well. It's a great uh, piece of our community that I don't know that everybody's aware about, and I bet art is an important part of being a student there. Is it required or an elective class? Just like at the high school, um, there's a required amount of art that a student uh, has to take during their high school career. Um, So I see quite a few of our students, but um, some of them taking care of their art before they get there. Well, welcome. It's such a delight to meet you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you very Thank much. You. We have one other teacher, so let's hear a little bit about your story. My name is Christian Blank. I am the new ceramics teacher at the high school. Uh, this is my first year in Northfield, but I think my 15th year of teaching. Um, I am from Minneapolis. I had the crazy thought to pick up my family and move just kind of on a whim. The job opened up. Chris Holmquist, who had taught for many, many years, retired last year. Uh, and when the job posted, uh, my wife and I looked at each other and thought, like, do we do it? So we packed up boxes and, <laughs> and moved in August. Uh, and we're still trying to get our feet underneath us. It's been kind of a crazy move, but awesome at the same time. Well, welcome to the community. What a thrill to have you here. And tell us about, you obviously do ceramics as well. Tell yeah. us a little bit about what people um, would see in your work. I've Yeah, I've been making pots a long time. Uh, and I, I supported myself selling work before I became a teacher. Uh, and then I kind of thought I should grow up and get a, a regular paycheck and health insurance. And I started teaching. But the, the more I teach, the more I, I just love the experience of being in a studio with students. Oh, it's so great. I'm so delighted to meet you. Yeah, many of Thanks. our listeners will know Chris Holmquist. He's been a great uh, friend of Arts Aiding Radio, so it's uh, pure pleasure to be able to make this connection. You know, I think you all must have the most incredible experience of every day engaging with students and being a part of their exploration of, of creativity and imagination. What do you think you've learned about imagination and creativity over the years of your teaching or being involved with students? Because I think that is probably one arena, and there's probably many, that, that they can you know, show us a, a lot about life, you know, how they approach things. And it's such a, a magical place to be in the art studio at, in a classroom. So let's start again with Kate and see her, what you've learned about well, I teach I teach the tiny people, and they are my people. Um, I dearly love them, and for for me, it's really trying to um, 
nurture them and give them skills, but at the same time, just let them explore their visions and their ideas. And they're always asking me, can I try this or can I do that? And I'm like, go for it. Let's find out. Because sometimes I don't know if that's going to work or if those materials are going to jive together. So let's experiment. And I always kind of teach along the motto of Miss Frizzle. Of <laughs> Yay, Miss Frizzle. From, I well, mean, I'm redheaded, so. Magical um, school bus, right? Right. So, <laughs> you know, take, chance, take chances, make mistakes, and don't be afraid to get messy. And that's where our classrooms and our spaces are, those safe places for those students to do that. Well, let me ask then, because uh, kids can be really wild. And so how do you keep it focused on a lesson and skills that they need to be learning when they're saying these things? Because, you know, I can imagine they, they want to wander off into tangents and, like you said, exploration. Yeah, so we have um, great programs at all three elementaries and at our, our sister schools like Prairie Creek and St. Dom's um, and, who am I? Oh, and our homeschool crew. And it, we, we teach our standards, but then there's that choice beyond that. So there's things that we need to teach. So the state of Minnesota and the National Art Education Association say that we need to teach. And then from there, it's where those students want to tell their stories and express their feelings and giving them opportunities, especially with our littles who don't necessarily have the words to put towards feelings. Um, it's important that we give them colors and shapes and materials that they can explore with that. Oh, I love it. It must be exhilarating and exhausting every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of coffee, Paula. Okay. Lots of coffee. <laughs> Molly, how about for you? Have you always taught the middle school? You said you love middle school kids. I do love middle school kids. Yeah, I have I have taught. I've never taught kindergarten, which you, you I <laughs> come know on Kate over. has. <laughs> I know, come on over. That's the one age I haven't taught, or preschool. Um, I've taught a little bit of everything, first grade through 12th grade, but mainly middle school. That's been primarily what I've taught and I, I do I do love middle school they're my favorite for sure um, and I would say in terms of you know their their creative growth and their imagination I think middle schoolers are at such a unique age because I mean the difference we see from sixth graders coming into the middle school to eighth graders exiting just in their brain development and you know who they are as people they go through so many changes in those two years um, but I, I think one thing I love about that age is there's still, they, they do start to get a little bit more, you know, a little more inhibited and a little more conscious of what, what they're doing compared to other people and all of that. But I think they're still young enough to access, you know, that kind of, um, impulsive creativity that they have when they're in, in elementary school. So they are, they're just bigger. They're just, you know, size wise, they're just kind of really bigger kids so when you can access that with them and when you can you can you know find that spark of what they're interested in or what medium they're interested in um they they really really are creative and imaginative and um I I always hope my space I mean I think a unique thing about art is that it's just different than than many other classes mm -hmm. so um, I think it's just good. It, it's meeting them at an interesting time in their life. And I, I am always amazed at what they come up with. This is my 15th year of teaching, not all in Northfield, but, um, they, you know, they just continue to come up with new and creative ideas and it's, it's a blast. 
Well, I, I think that's probably true. And you, you tapped into something really important is they have to have that ability to go to that space where they're, you know, not looking around and wondering yeah. what is everybody thinking and you're just in their own zone. And yeah. I, I think I've noticed that. And I just taught some writing classes and that I've taught you want to teach the maybe 12 to 14 year olds right they they still have that and they're like sharing ideas and they're thinking okay you know you you here's what you should do and here's how you can make it better and and then there's like this thing that happens where people then start closing it off and it's such an important access point for getting yeah. to creativity yeah um yeah. so if we can remember that uh that's that's a a, a great great piece yes i agree with you yeah H- have you had any luck chris or any experiences and tell me what what you've seen in that high school age students with their art and uh, what have they taught you about imagination and creativity uh well what we try to do at the alc i guess um as a ter- as a teacher i had to sort of unlearn a lot of things that I had learned during my University of Minnesota education. Oh, I'm very intrigued. And then relearn a sort of alternative style, um, or not relearn, but learn. And um, and so we do project-based um, learning, or it, it's called choice-based art education, um, which actually I did learn about a little bit at the, uh, the University of Minnesota, but um, just have been learning and practicing more of it on my own, uh, since then. And, um, you know, I just try to make the, uh, the art room a very fun, um, and, um, safe place, um, to be and, um, comfortable place. And so we listen to music and there's art literally everywhere decorating the room. We've even started to, uh, I don't know if I should talk about it, but we're starting to paint the ceiling tiles. All right. Um, And uh, that's been a lot of fun. Um, so there's just literally, you know, fun art everywhere you look in the room right now. Um, and I think that helps to inspire um, the kids and, and make them feel um, like, hey, I'd like to try that. Um, and so um, I think I think that is probably one of the best things you can do to create a um, an environment of creativity um, is to is to celebrate it. Um, and and then I think people just want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. It's all, I'd, I'd love to be in your classroom. It sounds like a it's, great it's a place. really fun place. <laughs> and then you're brand new to Northfield, so I don't know if you've had an opportunity to, um, but you've certainly taught for a long time. So, what are the lessons you've learned about imagination and creativity from students? Yeah. Well, I like listening to the other answers because I I know that I'm kind of like in my tribe. I'm with <laughs> with my like fellow educators because I would echo so much of what I have already heard with our group. It I, People are creative naturally and inherently, and I think it's our job to not stand in the way of that. Uh, and I think school can do that quite effectively, is train people out of creative thinking uh, in, in a more linear way to try to find an efficient route to mm. the right answer, where with art making there, it's divergent thinking. It's many possible right answers. And so I think I try to create conditions where I make space for learning and exploring and make it safe to do that and try to emphasize the educational value of making a mistake and uh, it's so easy especially as kids kids age to to be self-conscious about making mistakes and uh, I mean I I think I'm pretty good working with clay but I think I have become good because I have found every way to make every possible mistake so many times Uh, and so analyzing those moments of like oh shoot what happened that's that's it that's the moment of learning uh, and and 
you know, stu- studio spaces are collaborative. They're loose, like Chris was talking about. They're fun. Uh, so creating conditions where students can interact with each other uh, and I can move away from being the teacher at the head of the room and more of a, of a facilitator of that experience, I think, is what makes the day so much fun for me. Yeah, I love our mini lesson that we've gotten today. This is so exciting. And we're here to talk about the All School Art Show, which is going to be opening up real soon at the Northfield Arts Guild. So how do you describe this show? I, t- I try every time I feature it to tell people what this is because it's, it's so um, in- incredible. I mean, it's just uh, a gr- there's story after story. There's inspiration. There's color. There's line, shape, everything you can think of. It's just it's spectacular. So I- I'd love to hear from each of you about your experiences with the show and uh, what it means for kids to be able to have this experience of having work in a gallery space. Well, I'll start. Um, So we've done it a few different ways over the years that I've been here, but we've been doing the show, I think, upwards of 30 years now. Yeah, decades. We got to check that down. I'll work on that. We are so glad to be partnering with the Norfield Arts Guild, um, with the Norfield Public Schools and the all schools in our area to be able to do this for our students, for our young artists and give them this platform to really uh, have a gallery experience. Um, Should they want to go into an arts-related career or not, they will still have this experience and see that um, they can take pride in their work, that they work hard, they are recognized, and we support them in their art making. Um, One thing that always comes to mind when we put up the show is, of course, the color. but then the breadth and the growth over the years. Um, To see kids that I hung over on my Bridgewater side to be now displayed on the high school wall is just, they should be so proud of themselves. And their technique and their visions and their stories just really coming through over all those years since they were in my room. And... uh, as our teacher, it's just such an honor to be part of that journey. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing to be able to see that because every school in the, the whole area is represented uh, and every art teacher has the opportunity to feature different things. So how do you pick those pieces that go into the show? And what, you know, I think if we could describe it, you know, we have to think about from floor to ceiling, I think it ends up getting covered. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to start doing the ceiling tiles too next oh, time. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do to, to uh, select the pieces? Oh gosh, it's that is I think the hardest part mm-hmm. of putting the show together because if if it probably if it were up to all of us we'd pick one thing from every single student but we'd have to have multiple more galleries <laughs> to do that I guess but um yeah, I mean it's it's really really hard. I I am I mean I probably we're all lucky enough too to have gallery spaces within our schools too. So I really am intentional about recognizing every student throughout the year and hanging stuff in the hallways and on my windows and um we feature art on our morning announcements too. So we do really try to, you know, let every student have the opportunity to have their work displayed. Um, but in terms of this show at the middle school level, we kind of, we just try to get a wide variety so the community can see, you know, just the extent of talent that our students have and the variety of art that they're capable of producing. Um, yeah. And then it, it also comes down to like logistically what we can fit in the space and how like, 
you know, we have like five more inches. What can we put in that little, <laughs> in that little gap? So, um, yeah. It's amazing. It's Folks, we're talking about the brand new show that's opened up at the Northfield Arts Guild. It's called Art Attack, which is a great name. That's the Northfield All School Art Show at the Northfield Arts Guild downtown, the gallery. You can go, go there. Um, their hours are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 12 to 5, and Saturday, 11 to 4. And it is located at 304 Division Street in Northfield. And it is just a great celebration of everything that, you know, the skills that the students are learning and the great art teaching program that we have here in our community. And it just, every year, it's one of the ones I never miss is, is to go to this show. I'm curious uh, what experiences you've had with um, the teachers and students and their parents all being together and looking at the art. Any, and anyone want to let me know of what you've experienced with uh, having someone show a parent, this is mine, or um, having somebody say, look at that, that's fantastic, or walking with a student and for the first time maybe seeing their work in, a, in an actual you know, gallery space that's downtown away from the school. There, oh, someone jump. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. Um, okay. And it, it kind of piggybacks on your last question, actually, about like how you select work. Um, I think about that when I choose pieces. Sometimes is is not just like the best of the best work that's made. I want high quality work shown and shared. But I think about a particular student maybe really benefiting from having a chance to show off a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I try not to choose like three or four pieces from one student and maybe they're a super high flyer. I try to find like the moments where I can think back to the construction of the piece and the challenges maybe a particular student had and then eventually overcame uh, and then felt some uh, you know large amount of pride in, in completing the work successfully. And when that happens, I'm like, ooh. That's the you know that's something to be included and celebrated and shared. I think that's really important because it's everybody who you know you've all talked about how important art is to everybody and everybody's creative and it's just a matter of showing people that. You go ahead, uh, Chris. You're going to jump in. Yeah, I think about you know with my uh, students that academically you know some of the students that the alternative school haven't necessarily been like honors list students before they come to us, but they may have like some um very impressive you know skills that they've developed um and or they may have some things that not even they knew um mm -hmm. that they didn't know they had you know and that's those are some of the most fun to me i have uh one of my students uh gavin's work on display at the art show and i don't know how much art class he'd ever taken seriously before he said this kind of like the first that he'd really tried and I, I'm really impressed by his pieces, and we have some more pieces there in in our section that I'm just really proud of. Um, and I, I'm excited. I'm really excited for those students to be able to show their their parents those artworks in a gallery, and to say, you know, hey, look at at what I've accomplished. And I think I think their their parents are going to be quite. Some of them are going to be quite surprised and impressed. And um, yeah, I. One really neat thing about this show is that um, as an art teacher, we get to kind of reflect, I think, as we're, we're choosing the pieces for this. And sometimes, we, you know, even you take greatness for granted sometimes, you know, just because you've worked with a student. So in my case, I get to work with students for multiple years, which is a really a blessing um, for an art teacher. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, well, it just it just hit me. 
last night how special some of these artworks are and how special some of these artists are. And I'm just excited for everyone in the Northfield community to get to see all this special artwork. Yeah, and it, like you mentioned, each school kind of has a section, and it's. I love going into it and starting at the kindergarten, and then kind of. I don't know if you're going to set it up this way. We're not. We're okay, actually, so tell me how it's set up this yes, year. So this year we we did it a little bit more at the elementary level by school. So my work is kindergarten through fifth, and I think Spring Creek and GVP are the same way. So you'll still be able to see, though, these are the elementary students, and then you see that progression. And what I think is amazing in this community is how what the elementary teachers build, you know, build that base, and, you know, you can see how they're learning shapes and colors and uh, proportions maybe and and, uh, just techniques, and then you get to see how each year that, that builds. And it feels like there's a really great community of art teachers here who are is that intentional that there's a, the collab- collaboration or is that from the standards that you u- have to use from the arts art teachers well definitely both okay um we do talk vertically um and then this day is so important and we are so grateful for it because this is our day that we really network and we get to see each other's programs and ask like how did you do that with your students how did you set that up or we talk about budgets and how we can get supplies um, and then bouncing ideas off of one another so this has been uh, in the past and today a really valuable day and some of the projects that I have displayed from my building are ideas that I've gotten over the years from these fine uh, teachers these colleagues of mine so I'm so grateful um, to be able to have that time and to be able to talk through these things and gather ideas and share. And it, that's what we do. It shows the enthusiasm that you all have for the students and then for this project coming together because it takes a lot of work <laughs> to make the show happen. <laughs> and, but it's a, a beautiful partnership and, and on many different levels. And what um, would you say are some of the mediums that are represented and what um, are some of the um, ways that uh, the art lessons, what, what are ones that are featured in the show that we'll see this year for Art Attack at the All School Art Exhibit in Northfield? Should I start? Okay, I can sure. start. Um, <laughs> I, so at the middle school level, I could, well, I can, just from my observations of being a part of the show, we probably have maybe every medium <laughs> represented. We have a lot. <laughs> Uh, two-dimensional and three-dimensional and there's a lot of wide variety um, of works Um, I would say at the middle school level we have a few pottery pieces that will be in the show this year we had an unfortunately timed kiln malfunction so (laughs) they're like still rolling out like literally hot off the press coming to the show later this week but um that's our 3D work. And then we have I, we have a little bit of everything. We, we really do try as an art program at the middle school to expose kids to as many mediums as we can in the three years we have them. Um, so we have some like more illustrative marker and pen work this year. We have collage work. We have um, some really beautiful hand drawings that they do in seventh grade with shading with a pencil. Um, we've got like paint markers and self portraits where they do a grid drawing method. We've got 
large scale paintings. We've got smaller drawing. We, we have, you know, a, a really, really wide variety of what they've been able to accomplish so far this year. And it's only about halfway through the year. Yeah. So. And I think I love going because you can see things. Oh, I've never tried that before. Mm-hmm. Or uh, that's a color combination. That's kind of, I you know, you, you learn things as you're looking at it and get inspired to think, well, maybe I should try that even from the kindergartners. <laughs> I, I mean, it's because that's the kind of, or I like to just play, right? My best teachers. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And so there's, there's something for everybody in this show. And uh, any other art lessons you want to highlight or uh, mediums or tools that you're using? Well, I'm going to piggyback with Molly. We also at the elementary level try to expose them to as much as we can so that they learn what kind of artist they are. Because if we're only doing drawing, a student might not connect with drawing. They might be a sculptor. They Mm -hmm. might be a ceramicist. So we want to give them opportunities to try everything. So when they do get older, they can go, well, maybe I'm into woodworking or maybe I'm into textile art. But we've tried to give them at least a small exposure to those mediums. Um, I was looking at kind of the doors uh, into the lobby of the Arts Guild, and I noticed one of my projects that I did with my fifth grade is kind of mirrored on the other side of the gallery with the high schoolers. We both studied Impressionism and Minnesota landscapes. Oh, wow. And it's so interesting to look at how Catherine Norrie and her students interpreted that and then how my students interpreted that. Um, and I just think of other projects. There's some great uh, creative sculptures done by a lot of the elementary groups and the homeschool group. Um, and Ada uh, Leapart from GVP has some great uh, faces with recycled objects. They're really interesting. And we have pop art food pillows inspired by Klaus Oldenburg and the cherry spoon up at the walker. Oh, fabulous. Um, and I, I got that idea from our homeschool art teacher, Vicki Stanley, a few years ago. So, And it comes back to that sharing that we do on this day. It's spectacular, and there is something for everybody here. And we should definitely mention, again, the Imagination Celebration, which is happening on Saturday, February 25th. That's from 10 to 2, and this day is just wild and it's fabulous it's like florida's you know every floor of the the arts guild has something going on it's a family fun day it's free it's at the northfield arts guild building on division street and it's you can take the gallery tour you can talk to the teachers you can look at a variety of art projects there'll be some games and refreshments and it's come and go as as you're able and that is a really spectacular day. I think it's probably the, the only, the second time that all, all the teachers are together, but not even everybody is there all we the take, time. Yeah, we take shifts, and everybody is invited to that, uh, not just the students who have work in the show. Everybody is in, included, and we hope that they come to the Guild and see what the Guild has to offer and just celebrate uh, creative making. And one thing I didn't write down is how long is this show open f- for anybody who... Uh, wants to come and see it at the Northfield Arts Guild. So the show runs until March 11th, I believe. I highly recommend it. As So go in the days when they have the Imagination Celebration, the 25th. But it's also like on a, a day where it's gray, cloudy, little rainy, and you need just to pick me up. You, you will walk out of the Arts Guild Gallery after looking at the All School Art Show 
this pepped and and excited and feeling you know like there's hope again and there's vibrancy in in it's just a, a really amazing show what do you hope the community learns about our art program as you have them come and look at this this show everybody's looking at you chris <laughs> <laughs> Just the value of art and how important it is and um, how much it matters to our students and their families and the community. It, uh, yeah, what the Imagination Celebration brings the whole community together. And I think North Northfield is a place um, where uh, the, the colleges and um, the town townspeople and the, the school district all do support art, but... Um, just, just another reminder of how important it is. Mm -hmm. And I would say, kind of to to go off of that, um, I hope people just see how wildly creative students are. I mean, these K twelve students that we are working with, they have really amazing minds, and I think the art show is really like visual evidence of how um, just the development of students from kindergarten through through 12th grade and how creative and imaginative and they're right here in our community, which is great. It's fun. Yeah, I think it's the only thing I can think of that has that range of students from, you know, all the different schools and the ages who all come together for one art event and it happens. I love that it's timed with sort of the, the early start of spring. <laughs> and it's a, the perfect time. It is a show. You don't want to miss it. I mean, I, I, I just really think that it's it's so essential uh, to our community. You can get more information at northfieldartskill.org. They've got the details about the show and the time. Again, the gallery is open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 12 to 5. Saturdays, 11 to 4. Make note of the 25th Saturday from 10 to 2 for Imagination Celebration and uh, come support the arts, the students. I think they have a lot to teach us and a lot to um, help us feel hopeful about the world by coming to the show. Any last words you want to uh, tell us about um, just what you hope people feel, um, what why people should, should take the time? It's free. There's absolutely no, no charge. It's a great community event. Uh, any last words? Well, we are so grateful to the Arts Guild and um, to our administrators at, in the Northfield Public Schools. I can speak from that. Um, and we are just uh, thankful to our community for continuing to support our young artists and giving them opportunities to explore and to grow and to express themselves. We are very much appreciative of that, and we hope that they continue to support us. Fabulous. I want to thank you all for taking time out of your busy days. You're hanging the show. I want to thank Kate Woodstrip from Bridgewater Elementary, Molly Ati from Northfield Middle School, Chris Riazzi from the Northfield Area Learning Center, and Christian Blank from Northfield High School for joining me to, to talk about this fabulous show. I hope all our listeners go. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, folks, that is a great show. Again, Imagination Celebration is Saturday the 25th from 10 to 2. It is an exquisite show. I hope you get to see it. Also, at the Arts Guild at the same time, there is a special public art exhibition. And it is a variation on the, the familiar penny presses. Maybe you've seen those. You can find those at tourist places sometimes. You kind of crank it and you press out a penny with a logo on it. Well, artist Alyssa Bagus has put a new twist on that old machine. 
The Minnesota Artist Penny Press Map Greater Minnesota Edition features the artwork of four Minnesota artists that can be imprinted onto crushed copper coins. During that tour, it is going to go through four different locations, and now it is currently at Northfield at the Northfield Arts Guild, and it allows guests to collect contemporary Minnesota artwork made in their communities. For just two quarters plus one penny, a curious buyer can turn the crank that turns the gears and turning out their own itty-bitty piece of collectible local art. And all proceeds go towards supporting future experimental public art projects. You can check out the Penny Press at the Guild in their lobby, and that is through February. So just a few more days of that, but that will be there for the Imagination Celebration. Again, that's Art Attack. Just an incredible show. I hope you, you know... Um, know this show and experience it because it certainly will uh, boost your spirits and add some color to your life. I also want to mention the um, guest I had on last week who talked about the new upcoming production at the Northfield Arts Guild Theater that is playing in Ibsen's Dollhouse. I had Mark Robinson, Rolf Craigseth, and Lily Schuler on. And this is a really interesting twist on the classic play of um, Ibsen's Doll's House. And this one is um, playing in Ibsen's Doll's House. It opens on March 3rd, runs for two weekends, Monday, excuse me, Fridays and Saturdays at 7.30, and then Sundays at 2 p.m. And you can get those tickets at NorthfieldArtsGuild.org. Henry Ibsen's The Doll House is a classic work of world theater. This production is a devised piece exploring the depths of the play as well as its relevance for the contemporary audience. Ibsen's work is considered one of the first modern feminist works, and the cast will use humor and physicality to explore the role of the dollhouse in today's world. The show will be dynamic and fun, and yet will treat the themes raised by Ibsen in a thoughtful way. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. Again, I mentioned during our conversation last week that this is one of my favorite plays, and I can't wait to see, as they called Mark the Mad Genius, what he has done to sort of rethink the play and uh, give us a new way to experience those ideas and to uh, begin to reconsider Ibsen's uh, A Dollhouse and The Dollhouse, excuse me. I hope that you'll you'll be able to join them. Those tickets, again, are online at northfieldartsguild.org. I also want to make mention of a new event coming up to celebrate all things poetry. This is brought to us by Northfield's Poet Laureate Rob Hardy and with the Arts and Culture Commission and the Northfield Public Library. They are inviting local poets and those who like to to write poetry to contribute to topographical poems. And that is has a deadline of Friday, April 14th. A topographical poem is a poem that describes and celebrates a specific place. And the goal of this project is to create a communal topographical poem about Northfield consisting of individual poems by Northfield poets about specific places in Northfield. These individual poems will form the sections or cantos of the complete topographical poem. The capstone event is going to be held on Saturday, March, excuse me, May, Saturday, May 13th, and includes a reading of the individual poems in the places that they celebrate. And those interested in experiencing the entire reading will progress from one location to the next according to a prearranged schedule. Poems can be about um, the certain places. They've, they've made a list here for us, and they've chosen those to facilitate the progress of the reading from west to east. 
and you can include places on the that are not on the list, but you need to um, plan ahead and query about that first. And there may be multiple poems about the same place, depending on um, the the work at, that's submitted. So the places they've suggested are Way Park, the Northfield Depot. Bridge Square, including the Mill Dam and other locations within the downtown historic district. For example, the Scriver Building, the Northfield Arts Guild, or the site of the Archer House. Also included, the Northfield Public Library, Central Park. You could write about White Center, Old Northfield Middle School, or any of that space around there. The Carlton Arboretum, and even Oaklawn Cemetery is on the list. And to learn more about this Northfield poets and the topographical poem that everyone will be creating and also to learn how to submit your poem visit northfieldmn.gov forward slash poem and you can learn more about that you can probably also visit the library and they'll be able to give you those details they also have the um, information in spanish if you would like to um, learn about that or pass that on to a friend who would contribute a poem in Spanish, which would be a delightful thing for our community. Folks, you've been listening to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I really hope that you enjoyed today's show and were inspired by our stories of the young uh children and young adults in our community that have created the Imagination uh, Celebration a Gallery Show Art Attack at the Northfield Arts Guild. It is the all-school art show and that you take some inspiration from them to be sure to add some imagination and some fun experiences to your life and also add some art zany as well. So in the meantime, until next time, everybody enjoy your imaginations. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. 